<clears throat> Welcome to the Overtime Show, the only show where we talk about sports, esports, and the role of art in society. I am, of course, your host, Colby Smith, here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And joining me today is my guest, comedian, and one of the co-hosts of the Nerdy for 30 podcast. It's Tim Keck. Hey, Colby! Yes! We're back! And it again, oh. peanut butter jelly, <laughs> melon Sue, Tim, Regis and Kelly, Regis and Kathy Lee, Kelly and Michael, Kelly and Ryan. The big two are back at it again. There's a put in the hood and it smells good. Clear Tim. the dance floor. It's time for the overtime show. <laughs> I can't tell you how good it feels to hear all that. It has been too long. <laughs> Too long since you and I have come together with mics in between us. Yes. Usually there's nothing between us. <laughs> Usually there's just a... a Tension. <laughs> Tension. Energy. Electricity. Chemistry. Chemistry. And a short table at a Brooklyn restaurant. Oh, yeah. But it's nice to have this microphone. Kind of kind of simmers that down to something that's palpable for an audience to enjoy. It elevates everything. Yeah. In, in, a, in, a, in a big way. Yeah. We need to be held back a little bit <laughs> just so that the masses can appreciate <laughs> this incredible partnership. Yeah. If Dynamic we put, duo. If we, put the, uh, if we put the mics on at the restaurant, what would happen oh. would be too raw. Too, too real, too vulnerable, too edgy at Ugh, the same time God. for people to even handle. And for it's an like hour. Bill Maher's already out there doing his thing, you know? <laughs> what is the name of that show that he does? It's like say, the Raw Rec time? Room or something. It's like where he smokes weed with his guests. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's filmed in like multiple cameras and they're in these like big easy chairs. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, he's in sweatpants. He's yes. trying, he's trying so hard to look like he's not trying. <laughs> you know, yeah. in a way that is absolutely incredible. Meanwhile, he's the biggest tryhard who <laughs> yeah. was ever on TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, and all so his guests show up and they're like, yeah, okay, this is like what po usual podcasts are. And he's like, yeah, but now that we're like chill, now that we're like relaxed yeah. and like... Now that we're free from the cameras, which I always have to play so hard to. <laughs> what is the name of that show? I'm gonna, I got to look it up. I don't know. Uh, we shouldn't be giving it airtime. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> we should move on. We should move on. What but it's grace. like the the funniest thing about it is that the air is thick with the pot smoke. Like you can <laughs> see it on the screen. It's like hazy in this studio. I'd be annoyed. I'd For be sure. like, really? You're gonna fog this thing up? Yeah. You know? Oh what, my god. What's conducive to good podcast? <laughs> I want to give. Okay. I found the name of it. Yes. It is. Do you want to guess what it is? Oh. Something like slacking off with Bill Maher. <laughs> that would be such a better name than what it is. Can I tell you? Yes, please. Club Random. Oh, fuck him, you know? Fuck him. God damn it. God, what a dick. What a useless fuck. <laughs> Just Club Random. There's nothing random about it. He's calculated every goddamn thing. The fact that Bill Maher... <laughs> For a second, I was going to call him Bill Moyers, which is a different guy who has not been on TV in decades. Bill Moyers catching strays over here at the overtime show. Radio Free Brooklyn, nothing's off limits. Club Random with Bill Moyers. Bill Moyers. By Bill the Moyers way, smoking up his guests. And it's like Bob Dole. <laughs> this is why people tune in is for the references to media figures from the 90s. 
I'm racking my brain for who Bob Dole is, honestly. He was a failed presidential candidate. Mm. Does he have a TikTok? A, huh? Does he have a TikTok? Probably now, yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look into him. He does little dances and he's just like, the national debt is too high. <laughs> <laughs> Socialism's fun. Is he a socialist? No, no, no. Mm. No. So we disagree. Certainly I want not. everyone to have access to everything at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same here. Yeah. Water. Water. Clean clothes. Reach out, touch it. Clean clothes, dirty clothes. Reach out, grab it. Somebody's wearing a hat you like, reach out, take it. We should be able to do that all the time with anything. We could all just buy a community Tesla, you know, like the Bushwick Tesla, and then we all just oh, take yeah. turns driving it whenever we want. Uh-huh. You know? I can I tell you that uh, recently I, I was uh, uh, we, I was reminiscing with someone about early days in Bushwick. Yeah. And I was talking about uh, how like there would be certain weekends in the summer that we nicknamed Bushwick Parents Weekend because <laughs> so many, we would see so many people like Mom and Ned with their folks. Yeah. Because you know, that was like the only respectable restaurant at the time. <laughs> and the person I was with was like, was there really a Bushwick Parents Weekend? <laughs> I was like, no, it wasn't organized. <laughs> People didn't sign up for it. It just happened. It was like, you know, it was like this Mother's Day weekend. This would be a perfect time for it. This would if we go to Momonet after the show, we will see people with their parents, guaranteed. Mm. What's like the cuisine at Momonet? It's like, it's like uh, uh, French, but it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like lazy French also. French is one of the lazier restaurant mm. types. You think so? I, I think, yeah, because they're basically making American food with just more onions. Right. And then they're like, well, we can charge you five more dollars 25 more dollars they're like your parent won't go get like an american restaurant but then they're like oh we're gonna go to this french place yeah and now mom's like whoa right happy mother's day for me but it's like the same shit you right. get anywhere <laughs> i don't know i'm ready to be unimpressed but i'd also like to take my yeah. mom by the way shout out to mama Keck. she's hey. uh, off doing something hopefully she's listening <laughs> probably not she'll probably get that podcast later but <laughs> yeah. uh you know she's a, she's a good one she's a great one yeah i'll catch it later yeah, and I know she might not be listening, but I think people might be listening to this, and I want yeah. them to know that I care about my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have a Mother's Day wish, we didn't talk about this. This doesn't really fit into the theme of the show, but if you have a, <laughs> if you have a Mother's Day wish, why don't you call up at 718-673-8201. That's 718-673-8201. Yeah. The lines are lines. There's one line. <laughs> <laughs> There's one line. The board is lit up like a Christmas tree here on this Mother's Day at Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Folks, stay on hold. <laughs> this Mother's Day, spend the time on hold with your loved ones. <laughs> a new family tradition sure. waiting to get on the air. Yeah. For the overtime show. Yeah. Give the, I want moms to call in with their hot Joel Embiid takes. Well, Tim, that's a great segue <laughs> into our first segment. Yes. As you know, we talk about first about sports on the overtime show mm -hmm. here. And as we speak, the Phillies are up 29-23 mm. against the Celtics in Game 7 of yep. the conference semifinals. You chose to battle directly with the NBA playoffs. I did. You I picked did. the time slot. They were like, do you want to opt out? You're like, no, we can pull those listers in. <laughs> whenever, whenever they were offering me slots, they said, now I want you to keep in mind, Paul. <laughs> the NBA schedule. Come May, you're probably going to be up against some NBA playoff games. Is that something you're okay with? And I said, dare me. 
What, I'm going to lose to James Harden? Dare me to take that slot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah, he's just going to choke again, probably. <laughs> I feel like he's not choking, though. No, he's playing great, right? <laughs> he's like, these are like his best playoff performance ever, maybe. Yeah. It he's... took him long enough. <laughs> but he did get there. It took him long enough. You know, with failure comes failure comes failure comes a modicum of success. And if he wins mm. this thing, I think it changes his entire legacy. Mm. You know, I mean, I agree. I agree. Could be. Uh, do you have a team that you like? I am a Miami Heat fan all the way in the in the city of the New York Knicks. Fuck the Knicks. Actually, well, now we beat them. So I can say, oh, nice things about the Knicks. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, they really gave us a good run. Yeah, they were good. It was cute. It was a cute try, guys. Yeah. It was but nice I mean, you tried. This is one of the things I wanted to ask you today, yes. which is, was there any part of you that was actually worried during that series? Because I really liked the team. I really liked watching the Knicks this year. I thought they were great. I really liked Brunson. I, I like there are a lot of there's a lot to like about that team. And they really played well against Cleveland. But the games that they lost, I was like, well, there's the Knicks, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's not like it's been a total makeover either. Yeah. The Heat are a very fun team to root for in the playoffs because they got a great coach, they're scrappy, and they try hard. Yeah. And it's great and it's fun. But this season, regular season, they looked like shit. I was expecting them to lose instantly. They <laughs> lost to the Falcons and the or the, the Hawks in the play in and then they barely beat uh, whoever it was to get in. Yeah. And uh, now they're playing the Bucks. They somehow beat the Bucks, which is insane. Absolutely crazy. Insane that they beat the Bucks. And then I wasn't worried at all about the Knicks. Yeah. The Bucks was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, this absolutely. is crazy. This isn't supposed to happen. Absolutely. This is in defiance of God. And then the <laughs> Knicks are here and it's like, we just beat the number one seed. We could take the Knicks. Right. Who cares? They're all of a sudden going to turn this franchise around with us. Not a chance. Jimmy fucking buckets. <laughs> Playoff Jimmy coming out of the woodwork. Kyle Lowry coming off of the bench. Oh, big time. God, it's just a fun it's a fun team now with a bunch of random, you know, kind of no name guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just got to pick. We lost like two of our top whatever eight guys and then yeah. somehow it's still playing. Well, I'll say, too, I feel like people in in the basketball media mm -hmm. like to make fun of the heat culture thing a little bit. Yeah. And but it's undeniable. I think it is undeniable. I think it's so funny. They make fun of it because it is said a lot. Yeah. But they're in better. They do like body fat tests and stuff with the guys. And they're like, you got to be below 8% or something. Like they're they're running teams off the floor. They're in better yeah. shape than a lot of guys. It's it's cool. It's it just, is cool. It's super fun. They're a super fun team to be a fan of because mm -hmm. they've got their shit together. And they're going to try. Right, right. And it might not be the most talented team. I'd say it's definitely not the most talented team. No. But Jimmy playoffs, Jimmy Buckets is probably the best NBA player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. It's LeBron, you know, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Jimmy Butler right there. And not just like regular season Jimmy Butler. Playoff Jimmy I, is the greatest basketball player of all time. And when you have the greatest basketball player of all time on your team, uh -huh. I like your chances. <laughs> I like your chances. Call me crazy, but I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good start. Not only do I love this take. Yeah. But I love that you didn't even mention Michael Jordan. No, not even because, the conversation. So as as you know, part of part of my uh, uh, part of my spread of day jobs is I, I uh, do encounter uh, I do work with children from time to time. Yeah. Yesterday, 
I was I was doing that. I was working with kids. We were shooting around the basketball. Mm-hmm. Me and this group of literally seven year olds. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody everybody's like saying their name, the names of the players as they shoot. You know, yes. like Curry. You know, <laughs> of course Curry's in there. He's amazing. He's a hero. He's got to. He looks like a little kid. Yeah. He shoots with like with his whole body. Yeah. <laughs> he does. It's an inspiration for them. And then one of them says, LeBron James. Of course. Of course. And this kid goes, second best of all time. <laughs> and I was like, well, who's number one? Seven-year-old kid says, yeah. MJ. <laughs> I was like, have you seen MJ play basketball? <laughs> he was like, no. You, I also love this corner you're on that like really Michael, mad at a, at a kid for saying LeBron wasn't the best. I also like this angle you're on that like Michael Jordan sucked. I feel like you're in that like yeah. No, well, no, I don't he'd think he'd still he be sucked. playing if he was good. I don't think he sucked. I just think it's hilarious for this ki- for this child to feel so strongly about a player he's only heard about. He has no context. No for what context that is. at all. It's yeah. really, really funny to me that, but I mean, because maybe I'm not communicating how heated he was <laughs> in insisting that Michael Jordan was better than LeBron. And I don't want to, you know, go into this argument because you could go, you know, you could go back and forth forever. But it, it did strike me. It's kind of like, like, it's not, you can't even make a, a comparison to like music stuff because you can just listen to that music and say like, oh, I think this is better than Billie Eilish or right. whatever, or like who the most popular thing is. It's like. With with sports, you have to be you, the context is so important. Like you have to be watching it live, right. you know. Like I have context for like watching Kobe and Shaq games growing up, and I can like look back on that era fondly. But even Michael Jordan is like a little too. I'm a little too young for like his his earliest his prime years. Same. I don't remember necessarily watching him win championships with the Bulls as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. I don't think I was either not into it or too old. Or whatever. Yeah. But Michael Jordan has this like propaganda machine yes. behind him. He's yeah. Air Jordan. The movie Air just came out. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. It's going to be on, you know, TNT for like the rest of our lives. Like dad, it's the <laughs> yeah. perfect dad movie. It really is. It's just an ad for Nike and Michael Jordan. And I teared up during it. I was <laughs> like, yeah, he's the, they're like, he's the, Matt Damon delivers this monologue. Like, he's going to be the greatest. He's going to make people believe <laughs> like, like he's over, like in the Middle East, like solving <laughs> the, like the world. He's like, <laughs> he touches the earth and grass grows and water bubbles up yeah. to the surface. <laughs> like he's a god. <laughs> Like showing up, solving real problems. Uh, and they're just like, he's the greatest, the best. Yeah. Buy Nike. And it's like, this is this is crazy. LeBron doesn't have that machine. And even no, like no. the He's the, not he will he never will either, because he's not interested in it. He's he's not he's not gonna be the guy making like there there's he's he, unless somebody brings it to his feet. Yeah. You know, he, there's not gonna be an air about him. Yeah. He's yeah. also been uh, he's a social media guy. Social yeah. media exists. Like the last dance for Michael Jordan is like honestly some of the least interesting shit <laughs> ever. It's all the stuff that we see about LeBron all the time yes. now. You can you see all that stuff about Steph Curry. There are no secrets about the NBA at all, but because he grew up in a time without cell phones, all of a sudden this is like there's whoa, a mystery. These yeah. Instagram posts, you know, it's all like shit Barstool would have posted right. and people would have been making fun of him for it, you know? <laughs> Like, and all of a sudden we're like, last dance, Michael Jordan. Not that Michael Jordan isn't the best, but I want to give you my LeBron take. Yeah. Ring-wise, in the Lakers coming up. Yeah. LeBron's got four rings. 
We all know that the worst thing that ever happened to basketball was Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> I was hoping we'd talk about this. <laughs> it was an absolute atrocity. It put the league back years. It ruined, you know, a generation of basketball. It was awful. He's uh-huh. a terrible human being. He's probably a nice guy. But in the context <laughs> of the NBA, what he did was criminal. <laughs> and he went to the best team in the league. He was one of the best players in the league. And he just went to the best player because of some tax loophole. So yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So the, the Golden State with Kevin Durant... Beats LeBron James two times, gets two rings. Mm. Now, does Kevin Durant have two rings? I don't think he should have two rings <laughs> because that shouldn't have happened. So Kevin Durant, zero rings. <laughs> That's where he is right now. Zero rings. That leaves us with two uh, Cleveland uh, Golden State championships, right? Let's just split them down the middle, <laughs> you know? Let's give one to Golden State, one to Cleveland. That yeah. makes sense. That sounds fair. I get it. That gets LeBron five rings, Curry three. <laughs> Golden State's got three. If the Lakers win this year, we're talking about LeBron getting his sixth <laughs> ring, and he is in the conversation with Michael Jordan. <laughs> and what? what's the argument then? Yeah. What's the argument then? If he Truly. wins this year, five for LeBron is worth six of Jordan. That's my I, argument. I, I, I mean, not only do I totally agree with that, <laughs> but I would also say that at this point, Jordan was on the Wizards and sucking. <laughs> That's my Jordan. <laughs> when he was LeBron's age now. And LeBron is doing yeah. what he's he can do anything. He can do anything he wants. Yeah, he can ruin Space Jam. He can, he can ruin Space Jam if he wants. <laughs> he can destroy his son's basketball career. He can do whatever he wants. Right. And Tomahawk dunk in the, <laughs> the finals. I'm here for it. I'm he cool. just he remains. I mean, like that. I feel like there are clips, especially in the playoffs. Clips go around, not even of LeBron making an incredible play, but yeah. of him like directing people on the team. To make an incredible play, like him pointing to a guy on the offense yeah. who's open, and then a guy goes over and guards that guy, and then like blocks a shot, and then like LeBron gets the gets the ball and like pass it to somebody who's already on the other end of the court, and like they get a layup. You know what I mean? Like that is the kind of stuff that I think is so rad. <laughs> it's so cool. It's awesome. It also that it's like there's an audience paying attention to like that element of the game for him. I yeah. feel like it speaks volumes. I I love it. I think he's also one of those guys, and I think Jimmy's got a little bit of it too. He totally does. Where they kind of aren't, like scoring isn't their main thing. Mm -hmm. Neither of these guys are like elite scorers in the NBA necessarily. Especially now that LeBron has the, 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 uh, um, the, what is it? The, the score, the all time record for points, right? It's like you can see now it's like he will, he will almost reluctantly during some of these playoff games be like, well, I got to get us back up. You know, <laughs> and then he'll like score eight points in a row <laughs> and then he'll start passing again. You know, and it's like, yeah, it's awesome. It's but just it's superhuman. He doesn't need to score. Right. He he doesn't need to score to make a, a huge contribution exactly. to his team. Yes. Which is yes. great. He would love to just do like have like a tw- he'll just get 25. Like he will <laughs> just get 25. You don't have to worry about him. You don't have to do a bunch of ISO shit. He'll just get 25 and Jimmy Butler yeah. will get you 20 and five and five. Totally. That's what Jimmy will give you. LeBron is just going to give you 25 and like six and six. Like that's LeBron. <laughs> you know? And it's just going to happen regardless of what you do. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. It's you know, awesome. I don't you cannot I, shut him down. It can't be done. Yeah. I mean, he's getting older, but yeah, but he's I doing mean, it in spurts, but sure. Sure. You're right. Sure. He, I think he would destroy Wizards uh, Michael right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? There's no one here to stop us from <laughs> that's saying it. I that. mean, that's right. <laughs> There's no one here to contradict my opinion, and I refuse. <laughs> I will not back down from this. LeBron is the greatest NBA player of all time. He's great. He's great. He's, I mean, I, he's, I, I love the guy to he's death. He's really cool. I and, love him to death. And Space Jam, you know, that, that was getting too big for its britches anyway. It needs to be knocked down a peg. <laughs> the Warner Bros. had fucked up a lot already, and they're like, let's do it again. Let's run it back. <laughs> Let's get this IP out there. Let's remind everybody we've got Pirates of the Caribbean as we're canceling Batgirl <laughs> and making HBO, making Max. Oh, God. Yeah. Max. Max. Are you excited about Max? Of course not. <laughs> and you know what? I, this is the only time in my life I can say this. Yeah. Wall Street agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> the stocks tanked after the Max announcement. Yeah. They tanked. And you know what? They didn't tank far enough, I say. <laughs> tank it all the way <laughs> down. It all the way down. And then I'll buy. And then buy I'll low, sell high. Buy the stock. <laughs> if it's too high, I won't buy. If it's low, let it grow. Can I say one more thing about Kevin Durant before Dude, we move on? You can say two more things about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant also now ruined my a, a team I really liked, yeah. which was the Suns. And I'm telling you, I have not watched since he, <laughs> since he went there out of protest. And it makes me feel better. I love book. I can't even explain why I love Booker so much, but I just love him. I just I think he's got a great like spirit and he's just like a guy who shows up and does the job and like he'll make these amazing shots and then like not even react. I think that's fucking awesome. Uh, but I can't watch him anymore. It's crazy. I can't watch him with Durant. <laughs> it's crazy. We're talking so much shit about a player that I legitimately think is Probably the greatest. He's scorer so good. We should NBA be clear history. about that. You're right. He's like, very, very good at basketball, which is why he's so hateable because he's like one of the best to ever play. And instead of going to a franchise that would make things competitive, he goes to the best team in the league. Yeah, the Cavs squeaked one out. Yeah. against these guys, and he just go goes. It's crazy, mm-hmm. cowardice. I know, embarrassing. I mean, I didn't go to any uh, Brooklyn games either when he was when he was there. Yeah, man, it really sucked. Yeah. Him, Kyrie, Harden. Mm-hmm. It was just not fun. Yeah. To be in Brooklyn. Little update on the score. 35-26 Philly right now. Wow. I'll tell you what. We're the Heat are gonna play the winner of this game. I'm not scared of Philly. Not nice. at all. Nice. Love I think it. Jimmy can eat their lunch. <laughs> I think it'll be all up in their faces. Boston. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Boston, I'm somehow scared about, but I, it also looks like they fuck up stuff. Yeah, Boston's yeah. not perfect. They've lost more of these games, I think, than Philly has won. I legit <laughs> think the Heat can win it all this year. I, <laughs> I, le- love, I, I love it. I, I went love it. from they're the worst team in the league to they will win the championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they're so good in these scenarios. They're so good at the series. The series fits them very well. Yes. Uh, and, uh, I mean, the Lakers are the same way. I'm scared. A bubble rematch? A bubble rematch would be so fun. I'm the most scared of Anthony Davis. He's the I mean, scariest yeah. player in the league, if honestly. He can, if he cannot, <laughs> the guy has a glass jaw. What the, <laughs> <laughs> That's the only part of him that isn't cracked. Yeah, seriously. The guy just falls to the floor. I feel like I remember him saying something like this before where he's he said, you know, if I'm going up for a rebound, it's better to just hit the ground instead of trying to land on my feet and like twisting my ankle. Yeah. And that... There's no way that's true. (laughs) (laughs) This guy falls constantly. He's always going down. Nobody in the NBA flops or falls down as much as 
Anthony Davis. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Absurd. It's wild. Yeah, he probably pays rent on the court. Mm -hmm. He spent so much time lying down there. (laughs) It's time to move on. Let's move on. To eSports, our second category. When we talk about video games, Tim, Mm -hmm. on this May 14th afternoon in 2023. Yes, sir. There is only one name we can say, and that is the Princess of Hyrule, (laughs) Zelda. There's a new one out. You going to play it? Dude, I'm going to play the shit out of it. I can't. This is going to. I'm going to get a Switch. I decided it today as I was walking around. I was like, it's calling to me now. Finally. You can hear the music of the Orkana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Playing dude, you. dude, don't even. Dude, I'll get in there. <laughs> Man, the last one I played so much. Mm-hmm. And they tell you, a Nintendo Switch, they'll tell you how many hours you played a game for. Do they do that? Oh, yeah. And it is never a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, boy, this was not worth losing a job over. <laughs> then again... Um, I didn't play like through the last one, but I like played it at people's like houses and stuff uh, like a little kid. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, my my friend has the uh, has the game. So we'll go over. It was like, yeah, well, we're going to set up Mario Kart in a second. But why don't you try this? <laughs> and now you're just playing like random out of sequence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Segments of the game. Um, That's a beautiful time. But uh, uh it was so fun, and it reminded me so much of like like the Wind Waker, uh, uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, like all the all the big ones, uh, you know. And uh, I'm I'm so excited for this new one because every every review, first of all, it's very cool that there has been I feel like a groundswell of media attention to Zelda around this new mm-hmm. game. There was like a big New York Times story about just like how Zelda's been around forever and it's like only gotten more beloved as the years have gone on and like successive generations are have keep are keeping it alive and like playing the old games and like stuff like that and it's so unique in the video game world which is like so much about like uh uh progress <laughs> or like better like you know just the next generation uh there's very little like backwards uh compatibility and all that stuff but uh, for some reason this particular franchise has been kept alive and I think it's cool that that's uh, that like the occasion the new game has like you see it in like mainstream outlets in a way that I, I I feel like I would not have expected for stuff like this. Right. It's a pretty harmless character. It's just it's like Mario or something. When I saw the, the Mario movie, mm-hmm. all of a sudden Mario's talking. Usually he's just quietly jumping on Koopas. Yeah. And you could kind of project whatever you want to onto it. And Link doesn't talk in this. He's just a just a guy and it feels yeah. like you're exploring this kingdom and it's all the same characters you've seen now for like generations. And I think maybe the biggest thing I, I was reading about about the Pokemon games. Uh huh. Because now I think all the Pokemon games suck. They come out for Switch, they're they're bad. Yeah, I haven't played them in a while. I didn't even I didn't get the last one because I, I saw a bunch of bad reviews on it. Didn't seem great. Mm-hmm. And this article was about how Pokemon basically doesn't make that much money from the video game. They make way more from the cartoons, from the cards, uh. from the plushies, from all of the merch. Yeah. So the game is an afterthought financially. So they're not putting that energy into it. Huh. Whereas Zelda comes correct every fucking game. <laughs> They show up with with the best dishes you've ever had. Yeah. To the 
I'm trying to, the potluck. They're rolling into the potluck. They've got homemade pizza and a dessert. Yeah. And every time it's like, yes, I'm excited Zelda's here. Absolutely. The interesting thing to me about <laughs> Zelda, uh, as far as like a nerd uh, uh, enterprise goes, is there is very little attention paid to the canon. By which I mean, if you watch Game of Thrones with someone who's read the books, or if you watch like the new Lord of the Rings show with somebody who's like in on like the Silmarillion and like all that like extra, extra Tolkien stuff, there's a real like fastidious quality of like, you know, I'm enjoying this, but uh, it's not exactly up to, uh, uh, it's not exactly how it went in the book. Or like, you know, there's that, there's that, that attitude like pervades uh, like nerd stuff, like of which Zelda is one. However, they've made fifteen of these games that all have more or less the exact same plot, which is that like Link is a, a, a either a guy or like a little kid. He is just a little like elf living in a tree, and he gets called on some mission that brings him in contact with the princess, and she is captured by Ganondorf. And he has to kill Ganondorf. And there are temples along the way with monsters in them. This is the, this, I mean, you know, there are exceptions to what I'm saying, of course, but that's more or less what happens every time. But there's no, like, there's no, like, well, in this game, like, this contradicts what happened in the last game because, like, in that one, Ganondorf said that he came from this place, but actually now they're saying he comes from, like, this land with different powers. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's completely forgiven <laughs> every yeah. time, which is such a unique quality it feels like every game is a reboot yeah and they're just running it back but but they, they've always done it this way you know like there's no it, there's no reset because it's it's constantly evolving it's is that kind of like nintendo's philosophy they're doing they kind of do that with mario mm -hmm. mario kart donkey kong whatever yeah they're saying this is pretty clear we got bowser we got mario and we're gonna run it back yeah. again nintendo <laughs> just keeps running the same stuff back and if they keep making it better, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. I also think Zelda is the only game like this for Nintendo. Definitely. If you want to play like a real one-person immersive, put a bunch of time into a game, mm -hmm. this is your only Nintendo option. Right. Otherwise, it's Kart and Smash Bros, which yeah. I I can't put the same amount of time in. Those are like those are party games yeah. in the sense that like they're for having friends over, you yes. know, or like having it set up in the corner while you're while like while the party's happening <laughs> that's how i party yeah, yeah i bring my switch i park it in the corner and i do not interact with anyone <laughs> i connect it to a tv if i can <laughs> and take it over yeah but it is like but it, it, it's always been this it's always been this way for i mean like i've seen some reviews of this new game saying like it's the first open world zelda game and i know what they mean but ocarina of time for example which came out in i think 1998 you there was an order to which like to where you had to do the temples, but it wasn't that clear. I mean, like you could just go to the water temple <laughs> anytime right. you wanted, you know. Uh, so like those elements have always been there. And I mean, Wind Waker was like unbelievable. Now you could just sail around like for you could. There is a version of Wind Waker that's you just sailing around. That's what you like to do. There is no clock. <laughs> I love I love that. Wind Waker yeah. is very cool. What I miss from the Zelda franchise, specifically in Orkin of Time, 
is when you had to run through a giant field of grass for 25 minutes. <laughs> and yes. that's all the open world I need, baby. Yeah. The next Grand Theft Auto 6 or whatever should be just them gunning oh, it through a field. There should yeah. be there should be at least a 25-minute trip between each destination. <laughs> I want guys to drive, really relax, and get into it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. Man, they're so perfect. Freaking <laughs> cue this up. This I've been waiting to deploy this. The freaking fairy fountain. Do you know this? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Bring a bring this, an empty jar. Yeah. Get ready. Fill it up. Get ready to swing. Dude, people don't walk around with empty jars nearly as much as I thought they, they would. They really should. As a kid. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> mm. She has some like wisdom to say. She's always scantily clad, also. Yeah, the this is on my, this is on my sex playlist for sure. <laughs> it's just this and Bruno Mars. <laughs> you go from Silk Sonic to the Fairy up, Fountain. Down, pump you up. <laughs> Gonna, down, pump you up. Wait till it, wait till it freaking drops, dude. That drop. It's happening. Second harp just came in. <laughs> Two harps? Oh, it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful a piece of music. Yeah. Yeah. Score. Un unbeatable, too. I'm looking forward to that in the new game. You playing anything else? I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy right now. Are you really? I'm having a blast. I'm Hufflepuffing it up, zapping Whoa. people with spells. That's fun. It's a good time. Is it on the Switch? It's on PS4. Nice. It came out for PS5 a long time ago, but for PS4, they're saying, nah, hold up. I've also glitched out in this game way more than I've ever glitched in any oh, game yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. You walk into a room in Hogwarts, and there, and it's the moving staircase room, mm. which is an iconic part of Hogwarts, Hogwarts's legacy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. In and out of the game. And this is a loading nightmare for the PS4. <laughs> Many a time I've walked into a room that had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and my guy just kind of kicked in place for a while before I had to turn the whole thing off and back on again. So that's happened a few times. Oh, my God. That is just reminding me of, like, playing the Pokemon games and saving compulsively yes. when I had low battery. Just being like, when is it going to hit? <laughs> it's like, I'll have one battle, save the game. Have one more, save the game. Were you also someone who had to get all the juice out of the battery? Absolutely. That must be something we were taught of. You yeah. can't get a new battery. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't just get a new battery and not worry about this. You need your entire life consumed with the fear <laughs> of, of that game that you care about taking from you I at any moment. I definitely have a memory. I don't know if it was like me or like a friend or, or uh, like a sibling or something of being like, Oh, like uh, I need new batteries for my Game Boy, and the, the the parent like like grabbing it and being like, well, "That still turns on." <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it works to me. Throwing it back into my face. <laughs> <laughs> Get outside, and then they hit you with a switch. And <laughs> I don't think it was me. I feel like I witnessed this. Uh, <laughs> this would have been too traumatic. That sounds very for me traumatic. myself. I'm but yeah, absolutely. I would play it until. But partly, I think partly the thing was, like, I didn't want to stop <laughs> either. I was just like, well, it's got a little bit left. Got a little bit of juice. Yeah. And then I'm going to ask my parents for batteries, and now that's going to be a whole conversation. <laughs> what do you need batteries for? Are you going to eat these? No. I need them for my game. I'm not going to eat the batteries. <laughs> going to eat these batteries. 
You gonna put them in your sister's nose again? No, <laughs> not this time. Her eyes didn't light up the way I thought they would. <laughs> Just use them for my stupid game. I've been trying to catch a Pikachu in the in Pallet Town for a yeah. decade. Yeah. Oh my god. The amount of time Pallet I walked Town. back and forth in tall grass looking for a specific Pokemon insurmountable. <laughs> <laughs> Because you had the little guidebook that was like, yeah, they I, only show up in this region, right? And so you're just like circling, like going, oh my god, you're going, you're circling uh, uh, like one square of grass over and over again, one patch. <laughs> it's just ratataz <laughs> for hours. You're just leaving bug corpses in your wake. Con, so many rats just out. Yeah, dying. Oh god, yeah, it's a different time. But no, I mean, I haven't played. Uh, I, I haven't checked in on those for for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah, it's different. It seems there is a part of, like <sighs> certain games, a Red Dead, for example. Oh my god, they give me something, right? Oh, a hard on. Well, <laughs> it depends on what part of the game. <laughs> but for that, it just feels like a, it feels like a waste of time. Yeah, to 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 like check in on the new Pokemon game at this point in my life. Yeah, because then you got to learn new Pokemon. Exactly. The thing about Pokemon that I enjoyed so much as a kid was knowing everything about mm. it. There yeah. wasn't that much to know. Mm-hmm. But once you knew it, you knew it. <laughs> and you could play that game, that whole thing, in like five hours. You know, you got a weekend? Yeah, I'll just restart it and play Pokemon. And yeah. This is all you did as a kid. Oh, yeah. Right? People listening now are like, I today, I, I put my phone down. Mm. <laughs> and... I sat down without my phone, and instantly I felt absolutely naked. I had to be checking mm-hmm. a thing constantly. And I guess that's how I was as a kid with my uh, Game Boy yeah. and my Pokemon Blue. We were conditioned for having the phone around all the yeah. time, I think, uh, because of those. Yeah, that and like Gigapets. Gaming. Oh, yeah. You know how you how you would... You'd like, Gigapets was the gateway drug. You'd love your dog, and you'd feed it, and you'd say goodnight. You wake up, there's shit everywhere. It's dying. <laughs> you know what? I never had a Gigapet like proper, but there was a there was a time where McDonald's had them as the as like like they were little knockoff ones as the Happy Meal toy. Wow! And I had one of those, and the battery died in like two days. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it left it out of the sun. <laughs> to be fair, well, it sounds like that's something a, a pet would enjoy a little sunlight. <laughs> Not this one. You're like you did the right thing. Uh, should we move on to our final segment? Sure. The role of art in society. Mm-hmm. Dave Hickey, okay, art critic. Uh, he said in the last, uh, dearly departed now, mm-hmm. died a couple years ago. Lived a hard life, though, you know. Yeah. I don't think it was a shock to anybody who uh, knew him at any point in his life. It's a shock to me. It's, <laughs> Dave Hickey's what? <laughs> what happened to Dave Hickey? <laughs> I've got some calls to make. Ma, hate to ruin another Mother's <laughs> Day. Bad news about Hickey. <laughs> Don't was, say it. When was the last time you talked to Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Had to be a good two years ago, probably. Oh, my God. Time flies. We he wish was, we spent that time together. He was very critical of uh, uh, government funding and, and higher institution funding for the arts. Mm. He was very critical of like the graduate program for, for uh, like the MFA in art. He was very critical of like the NEA, the National Endowment for the Arts, um, because he thought that uh, it 
took art making from, you know, Bohemia, which w- was like where it came from, from the 40s through, you know, like the, the, the late 60s and placed it at the feet of uh, artists who were like teaching students directly rather than like people forming these communities at like the coffee houses or whatever and uh, making art that like fed off of each other. That it came from like a place that was like more close to the ground rather than being like handed down from an institution. Hmm. His quote about this was, uh, there's no getting into the art world. There's only getting out of somewhere else. How do you feel about this? I think that's a great quote. That's a great quote. I'm going to say that to everyone I meet today. (laughs) There's no getting into the art world, just getting out of something else. Beautiful. I mean, it reminds me of TikTok Mm -hmm. and how you you see a video and you're thinking, wow, this is the funniest couple (laughs) I've ever met. Like they're they're an absolute. They're just normal people like me. And they're so goddamn fun. But then you keep scrolling and you see another couple doing the same exact bit. And then somebody else is doing the same exact bit. And now there's a song and a dance that goes with the bit. And there's no ownership of uh-huh. this stuff anymore. Somebody who's more popular, all, probably all these trends start with somebody randomly doing it. Then somebody who's got a lot of followers picks it up mm-hmm. and says, this is what the community's doing now and hands it down to everybody. And yeah. now they're all just repeating the same thing. Oh, yeah. And it's that is the currency. And it was the same on Twitter, because if there was like a meme and it's I mean, it's obviously still happens. But there was a moment, you know, a couple of years ago where like there was real currency to this stuff where it was like you don't even there wasn't even an expectation of you have to have an original take or an original joke. It was like if you could use this joke structure or like post this meme uh, in a new situation it was treated the same as if like, oh, genius. And I'm not saying that stuff can't be funny. I mean, it's made me laugh plenty of times, but it does, There, you're right. There is a like a sharing that's going on that's not as interesting to me as like hearing somebody's unique opinion on something. Yeah, and I don't know if it's better or worse, but I, I when I started doing stand-up, mm-hmm. there were arguments about jokes. Yeah. There were, people got in each other's faces saying, well, I already told that joke about apple pie. Like, what are you going to do? Right. And uh, and that was super important. It was valuable. It was money. Uh-huh. It was currency. Like, if somebody was a hack, and in a lot of people's minds, they're taking money from somebody else. But now it's cool to be hacky, mm-hmm. and everybody does it, and it's a cool trend, and it's cute, and it's an expectation. But I just, I just see hackery. That's all I see. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You couldn't come up with anything new to do. Right. And but that's what everybody wants. Everybody oh, wants course. the same thing. I mean, how many people? I, I feel like this was not. He didn't uh, make this up. But James Austin Johnson, who is so funny on SNL, he's like the only person I respect <laughs> in the entire comedy game at this point. Um, doing those like walk and talk impression videos of like of Trump, like talking about like the 1990s comedy scene in New York and stuff like that. That stuff was like it's 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 really really good. But after that, everybody's impression videos were I'm just walking on the street, just like tossing this stuff off. And there is there, but there rather than call you're just doing a James Austin Johnson rather than calling it out, it was like yeah, this is what we're doing now, and you got to have one. It's not even like it's okay. It's like you should be really doing this, you know, yeah. this thing that worked for that guy. You should be doing it too. Uh, and I hear it like from people's yeah, I mean I don't have reps of my own. Uh, but I hear it for like people talking about conversations with their their 
managers or their agents or whatever that are just like, why aren't you on TikTok? Like, why aren't you posting like stand up clips and stuff like that? And it's just like the the answer of like, it doesn't feel right to me or it feels like like a hack or whatever is just not acceptable. It's not acceptable. That's the thing. Now, I saw something from Halsey where she's mm-hmm. pissed off that her her label is making her have a TikTok. All these artists now are being forced to participate in TikTok as part of promotion for their album. Right. And it's 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 weird. It's weird to me. But I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just the way things are. Maybe there's no ownership of anything, yeah. and it's all been done, and nothing matters, and we're all. Just I mean, I think we can agree we're circling the drain culturally, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, everybody feels on? it. I think everybody feels it. I think everybody. Fe- it's why we're so obsessed with the past. You know what I mean? Like. If you if you look at the movies and the TV that came out like in the 60s, for example, it was not like, oh, this is the golden age of of art. It was there was a real excitement about like the future, you know, like it's it was like the birth of like modern science fiction, like Star Trek debuts in 66, like and, you know, all these speeches from Kennedy are about, you know, about putting a man on the moon. It's like we're going to get to the space age and like all this stuff. There was a real sense of like. The war is over. Like the fifties are over. A young guy is president. Like we are, we're going somewhere now. Obviously, he was shot immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Serves him right. <laughs> but I, but like, there, I, I don't think there's been a sense of optimism like that. I mean, like you could make an argument for the nineties when like the wall comes down and like history ends, according to our, our friend Francis Fukuyama, oh, uh, but, but, friend of the show. But it's really, I mean, like. Uh, the the back to back punch of Bush stealing that election and nine eleven happening immediately afterwards. I Harambe think, dying, I, and that. then Harambe after that, yeah, <laughs> the, striking back us all out to back to back blows to our. Culture. I think it's impossible for people to imagine a future for themselves that's better than their life is now. Oh, one hundred percent. Millennials, I think, in a lot of ways, are one of the first generations that their lives are not better than their parents. Mm-hmm. They will not be. I mean, I don't. I don't know any millennials who are optimistic about the future. About anything. There's no optimism coming. Zero. Nobody's helping us. Nobody wants to solve problems. the The generation below us knows that. They're jaded about all this stuff. Yeah. And nobody. They don't want to play by any rules. Uh-huh. Now. We're still like. And a not bit only like, that, we hate when we see optimism. You know what I mean? Right. Like if if uh, uh, you know, like the uh, um, anytime Gen Z gets fired up about about a political issue, let's take Greta. What's her name? Greta Thunberg. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Thornburg, 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 whatever. And look, I know she's not a perfect model for what I'm about to say. No. But it's like you've got this young woman who's fired up about uh, the climate, the environment. Yeah. Un- undeniably, no matter what, like an important issue to 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 everybody, right? And we see her. And we're just like, fuck Greta Thunberg. <laughs> fuck this fucking bitch. <laughs> because we can't get it up for anything anymore. <sighs> but she's young. She doesn't know that. You know what I mean? She has the, the spirit of a, of a, of a, like a, 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 a fired up 20 year old. And I'm not saying she's optimistic. I'm just saying any thought about the future, we shut it down. We, because we can't handle it. Right. I, I don't hate her. <laughs> no, but the, people make fun of her constantly. You do. I don't hate her either. I'm just saying she's oft, often mocked. Because for a moment, because we see potential, and yes. I don't think it's their fault. No. It's not Kevin Durant's fault that he went to Golden State, <laughs> right? 
He's one of the greats. And for a moment, we look at him and we see Jordan. We see LeBron. Mm. We see something exciting coming up in our future. And then, as always happens, we are let down and disappointed. And ultimately, he it what we expected does not come to pass. Mm. And every time there's a Greta, every time there's an AOC or whoever... I mean, that's, Bernie, that's maybe a better example for what I'm trying to talk about. There's moments of us being like, finally, something's going to yes. happen. And then it doesn't. And then we're frustrated again. Yeah. And we are just the generation of getting our hopes up and being let down. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, AOC is an even better example. I mean, there was a couple years ago, there was that story about her talking about how she like begged the DNC leadership to let her help in the uh, local in the midterm elections. Yeah. And uh, they were like, no. <laughs> she unseated a however many term Democrat, you know, uh, yeah. Joe, what's his name, who was like in that seat before by knocking on doors and handing her stuff at being and, and they were just like, no, like this person who pulled off this incredible upset of it, no matter which way you look at it, it's an amazing feat. Yeah. Whether you like her or not. Man, we don't want we don't want to hear what you have to say, you know, it's tough. So it's cross generational, this sense of just like, yeah, shut he shut up. It sucks. I mean, yeah. Dems, Republicans are kind of crazy, and Dems don't want to do anything. Anything. Democrats want things to stay the way they are and maybe improve the tiny. They want to do the absolute minimum because they don't mm-hmm. actually want things to be better. They want, you know, they well, return things. No. So then a Republican gets elected, and they their whole platform is, you know, what the Dems are doing is scary. We got to destroy it all. Well, so the Republicans yeah. destroy whatever was built. Then the Dems rebuild it. But each time we're losing ground, and our society mm-hmm. is just sliding backwards into an abyss. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And there, and then it's like. Somebody shows up and says, wow, I've got this really a popular views that everyone in the country likes that would help people. <laughs> shut and the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up. We don't want this. And, That's not what this is about. <laughs> and now I'm even annoyed seeing them. They're talking yeah. about like, well, what if everyone had health care? It's like, fuck off. You know, a <laughs> yeah, homeless, what if they did? <laughs> yeah. How great. What if we like cleaned up the city? Like a homeless woman hit me in the back with a soda with a with a full beer can today. Like, I don't Insane. know. Shit ha- like it's crazy. Shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. can you do? Yeah. yeah. It's it's terrible. It's awful. This this radio show is the only bright light in Bushwick today. Now that man, there's there's my ride, <laughs> <laughs> speeding me out of this compliment. Yeah. Wish someone would pimp my ride. Remember that? <laughs> what a show! Do I remember that? What a show! We don't even have pimp my ride anymore. Now you know we what would happen. To be a proper country. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone's ride got pimped now, and you'd show up and they'd be like, "Except it's like we got popcorn in the back," and you're just like, oh, "Man, there's gonna be kernels, <laughs> be kernels in my teeth. We got TVs in the mud flaps. Oh, man, I, I the gas on this thing is gonna be out of control. <laughs> TVs like, on the mud flaps." So the road can see. <laughs> oh man, maybe we should add a car talk segment to this. Uh, car talk could be fun. To this, but uh, could be fun. Did it? Did that answer it, your art guess, question? Huh? Did that answer your art question? Well, I was just gonna say. I guess what I what I'm taking away from the role of art in society segment this episode is that Dave Hickey is lucky to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lucky SOB. He's lucky to be dead. Once again, he beat us all at his own game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Art. There is also a part of me that I've realized likes the most generic art there is. Yeah, you like corporate art. You like corporate art. Yeah, I just want an ocean. (laughs) 
I want you to just paint the ocean. And someone's like, well, what if it was like through the eyes of a bug? No. The eyes of a person looking at an ocean. That's what I want. Well, there's some trees. It's like, well, maybe. I'll take a realistic tree in the corner. And that's it. What about a dog and his and his and his person? Well, you know, it's the guy who owns the dog. I don't want to call him a per- but no, I don't want that. I don't want people. I don't want to look at people. Mm-hmm. Painting people is weird. They never look good. <laughs> never once seen a, a person painted and thought, wow, that looks like a real guy. That's good. That's great. But an ocean, an ocean is the only art I want to see. Yeah. A body of water. Give me a lake. Give me a river. As soon as people are in it, it's ruined. Mm. Well, that's the kind of art I like. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that kind of really sums up what we're what we've been talking about yeah. today. We talked about the nature of Red Dead because we always do. We love Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I watched a uh, 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 a Anthony Mann western yesterday called The Bend of the River that really reminded me of Red Dead. A lot of just like tall pine trees for miles and miles. Yeah. Holy God, that's awesome. <laughs> like a- criteria. That's why that's I like to close out with a recommendation this week. And uh, yeah. that's it. If you want some just sweeping vistas, Bend of the Rivers for you. Check out Bend in the River. I don't like it in my movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna I don't want a sweeping vista in a movie. Like who has the time? I like my movies to be about hot women. <laughs> my movies are about <laughs> people. My art is about water. <laughs> That's it. Movies about they are people, separate. art about water, sports without Kevin Durant. And that's our show this week, folks. <laughs> Tim, it's time. You, you you have anything you want to plug as we wrap up here? Man, you mentioned my podcast at the beginning, Nerdy for 30, yeah. where myself and a friend of the show, Kevin Bauer, sit down and talk. Kevin Bauer. Nerdyish things for 30-ish minutes, yeah. although it's mostly movies and TV. What <laughs> You guys, uh, what's, what's on the next episode? Oh, uh, well, we just talked about... Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what we did. <laughs> what did we just do? Oh, we just did the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, nice. We did Air, which we talked about here. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, there was some. Oh, and then we just did Jury Duty, which is like the Amazon <laughs> Prime show. Oh yeah. Which uh, did you like it? I haven't watched it yet, but well, I I, th- I think it sucks. I, so enjoy. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that. <laughs> if you're talking about corporate art that is imitating a thing that it doesn't even understand i present jury duty they watched nathan for you and they were like there's something interesting about this i don't know what it is yeah we're just gonna do it and see what happens people seem to like this guy (laughs) look at this guy what if we get a guy like that they're also talking about how great this guy is like he's boring he doesn't do anything and then they're like you were heroic Nathan Fielder or the guy? No, Nathan Fielder is amazing, but the guy on Jury Duty. Okay, he's just a general boring schlub. Mm -hmm. They're talking about how great he is. He didn't make me laugh once. (laughs) Not I was sitting. I watched the whole thing with my arms crossed and my brow furrowed. Yeah, just like try and make me laugh. (laughs) It's exactly what people are doing to their radios right now. Yeah, right now. Just try. Do it. (laughs) Clear the dance floor. <laughs> well, Tim, it was a pleasure as always, my friend. Man, thank you, dude. Thank blast. you. We're gonna walk across the street to that French restaurant and mm-hmm. reminisce about the good old days. You got that right, brother. <laughs> Folks, uh keep your dials tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh uh Legendary Air is coming up next. Uh and uh this has been Clear the Dance Floor with me, your host, Mr. Colby. Bye bye. Great job.
I like it. <laughs>